0: I live in Israel. This season is dedicated to the memory of the 1400 of my countrymen who were massacred on October 7th and the 240 people that were kidnapped and are being held hostage by the terrorist organization Hamas. Hopefully they will be returned to their families as soon as possible and hopefully this terrible war will be able to come to a peaceful end very soon. Welcome to Minute 54 of Season 6 of the Movie Rob Minute, the daily podcast where we take a caprasque journey through the 1946 classic, It's a Wonderful Life, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me once again today on this lovely Thursday morning is, um, what's his name, uh, from from the Alan Sanders show, what's his name, uh, oh, Alan Sanders. <laughs>
1: Yes. Oh, if only there was some way to clue in the name of the show and the name of the host. I We'll get that figured out. We'll get that sorted sometime. i have to try to hey, remember. It's, it's, I think, A-S-S, right?
0: Alan Sanders
1: Show. There you go. Yes. There. The Alan, you got to put the T, got to put the T. Tass, Tass, okay. the Alan Sanders Show. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, I realized, here's the funny thing. I realized, because everybody brands their show today by their name. That, that's just w- the way it goes. Fine. Okay. I got it. So I'm like, okay, I'll just be the Alan Sanders show. Never really thought about it until you started doing hashtags for everything. And it's like, well, hashtag, AS, oh, I can't go Alan Sanders show. <laughs> I got to change that. But it's called the Alan Sanders show. So what do I put? I put a D in front. So it's TAS.
0: Well, it's good that you tass. noticed that right away.
1: <laughs> I did. Hey, I don't know about you. When you had your kids, uh, my wife and I actually did this. and Maybe it was because she, my first wife was a teacher, but... We looked at all of the possible rhymes or the letters of their first, middle, last name in any way that if we were against them later by boys. <laughs> you know, we literally looked at, okay, uh, initials for our children. And like my daughter Ashton, it's Ashton Sanders, so it's A S. And there was a point where we thought Ashton Sinclair Sanders. I'm like, we can't have her initials ass.
0: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> And I'm sure she's very pleased nowadays, knowing that you didn't do that.
1: A hundred percent. She's <laughs> like, "God, I'm glad I didn't do that." Kids will pick on anything, right? I mean, oh, they'll just sure. pick on anything.
0: So for sure, you know. Yeah, but then again, not necessarily. People don't necessarily know middle names, you know. But you know, but again, if you're looking for information, even in the days before the internet, you could find it out.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, you make the mistake of telling somebody what it was and they go, wait, your initials are A.S.S. And That's right. Oh. And that'll stick with you with the rest of your school year, the rest of your school career, school not career, just a year, not just everyone. the year.
0: Exactly. Everyone will remember. Yeah, it's true. All right. So minute fifty four begins with George uh, querying Uncle Billy and ends with Potter wanting some answers. So basically, we we left things uh, yesterday with with George showing up at the uh, you know building and loan and catching Uncle Billy taking a swig. Mm-hmm. So his response when this this minute begins is, "What is this, Uncle Billy? A holiday?" You know, which is which is pretty pretty funny that he would say that. You know, because you know, we'll we'll talk more about this probably tomorrow. But shouldn't Uncle Billy have been somewhere else? along with George and Mary and everybody else today for some for some reason, you know. I I don't know why. We we saw we saw cousin Eustace. We saw cousin Tilly. Uh we just didn't happen to see Uncle Billy at at that uh uh reception, I guess because you can't even see the wedding. We didn't see the wedding we saw the reception or the the end of the reception type of thing. Mm-hmm. But now, I don't know. I mean, it, I mean, we'll talk more about it. We'll we'll talk more about it later. But you'd think that someone would have reminded him to be there.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, and I think I think he says something in the next minute about that, or at least yes. makes an excuse, doesn't he?
0: He no. He, George will say to him, he'll point his to to the uh, to the knot on it or the string on his finger, saying you don't need that one anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So. so, I don't know if you talked about it before, because obviously we've seen the crow.
0: Uh, we we briefly talked about Jimmy the crow, but you if you have information about Jimmy the crow, go ahead.
1: Well, it's not about necessarily Jimmy as a pet, but as a symbol. And I don't know how much you went into it, but, you know, the first thing I noticed is crows don't exactly, in terms of literature or in terms of films, crows don't exactly get associated with good times. That's right. They're almost. Symbol of either death or despair or bad tidings, and it's ironic that while he's standing here, perfectly centered in front of Jimmy's car- Jimmy Stewart in front of uh, George Bailey, the crow it might as well be superimposed on him as he's looking at his uncle. You cannot get any more symbolic about how bad this actually is. That's
0: right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean we touched up on it a little bit, but but you're right. It's he's get. The, the crow pops up in this movie numerous times where obvi- it's it's completely obvious that something dreadful is about to happen. Right. You know, and that's right. why he's exactly that's,
1: that's the point I want to make is, while it's cute to have him around and you might have had an allusion to him earlier because that's ironic. He's got a crow for a pet. I think it I think, to be honest, it already set the tone early in the movie that the savings and loan may have always been a little shaky. (laughs) If you get a crow as your mascot. But (laughs) I think in this moment, because it's so profound and so specifically it's, it's the closest thing to the camera in this one shot. And I think you're right throughout the rest of the movie. Whenever you have something like that, it's because it's associated with impending doom or something really, really dark or bad.
0: Right. That's right. I mean, I, I, what we did discuss about uh, Jimmy the crow is, is that this crow apparently was in over a thousand movies in a period of like 12 years or something like that. Some crazy number like that. Uh, really? Yeah. He even has his own IMDb page and he's not really a crow. He's a Raven, but whatever. So he's still you Jimmy
1: go crow. into the actual actor and I'm looking at the
0: symbolism. Once again, we come at it from two different ways. <laughs> no, I've, I've talked about the symbolism also, but yeah, you're right. It's, uh, you know, it, it's a combination of both <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's wild that they had a trained raven that they just figured well he, we've already got one use him and put him in another movie that's Was right. he in the bird <laughs>
0: was he in what i don't know if he lived the birds the, no 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 he didn't, I, I didn't uh, live he, that long they they don't really know what happened to him he he mm-hmm. disappeared in the mid 50s you know but his his trainer uh, died around then also so they don't, uh, they don't really know what happened to him you know, yeah, I think in in Wikipedia it says that he died circa 1950 something. I, I don't remember what it said there. So, but uh, yeah. So at this point, uh, you know, it seems as if Billy is acknowledging George. He Georgios oh, George, and then George turns around to everybody and uh, you know says, "Come on in, everybody. That's all right, just come on in." Now, do you notice if you look? Uh, uh, Behind George. So there's like a light fixture. And mm-hmm. you can see that there, what looks like maybe water damage or just paint cracking and something like that. You know, just the, the, it tells us so much about the building alone just by looking at that.
1: Yeah. Right in the corner. And you see, yeah, the plaster is starting to come away.
0: That's right. I mean, even just a small yeah. little thing like that tells us so much about the building alone that they you know in a good way that they're spending their money on the important things and this is not as important for them you know so I, I think that's just great the way that they show that it's very cool
1: on the flip side it also shows you that they're living very tight and who knows maybe even coming always from behind maybe they're always they're playing the odds as long as one new client comes in with more money I can then pay out to the next person almost I don't want to say ponzi scheme but almost like they're just barely keeping up
0: it could be but again i mean look they they did show how much money they have to to earn so it's not as if you know if if they're they're really in if they're in real dire straits and it happens to be that the uh chairman of the building alone has two thousand dollars to go on vacation with i think people would start getting a little suspicious so there there has to be some proof you know that that you know that this money is separate from everything going on in the building alone. because we know that the george himself is uh is a man of integrity so you know i don't think he would use mm-hmm. the the building uh, uncle billy is a different story but I think George would not use the money of the building and loan for himself. You know, and again. No, no, I don't he, think so either.
1: No, I think it's what I'm trying to say is not necessarily that they've done anything wrong, but that they're just a small enough operation that they're, they're just keeping their heads above water.
0: That's fine. But how would he have $2,000 then if they're just being, keeping themselves uh, uh, above water?
1: Here's the funny thing I was thinking about that since we last talked earlier in the week when he mentioned the term the whole kitty. And I'm wondering, is that because a whole bunch of people chipped in for his wedding? And this was why he's got this much money. It's, ah, you're saying those are key. wedding presents.
0: Oh. Hmm. You know, I didn't think about that. Because I know one of the things,
1: my wife and I, we, all the time, like, you, you can always give the bride and groom money. If, if they're not registered somewhere or if, if you, what you want to get them has already been bought on the list, we've, we've donated lots of times. You know, two, three hundred dollars. will just say here just because everybody could use cash starting off. That's right. And so when he used the term kitty and it's funny, I it didn't come up when we talked about it, but I've been thinking about it since. I was like, I wonder if the reason he's got so much cash is everyone just kind of threw in some bucks. And this is for him to go on that wedding. And he so this is the whole kitty. This is everything people gave me to take you on our magic honeymoon.
0: Wow. I really didn't think about that. That, that makes so much sense. That's very cool. Okay, that makes sense then. But two thousand dollars is also a lot for him to get at the time, you know. As you mentioned earlier this week, you know, when we talked about it, there's thirty thousand dollars. Right. No matter what,
1: he definitely has integrity. There's, there, I, I, in no way am I making a comment about that these guys are somehow. Like I said, I didn't want to use the term Ponzi scheme because it sounds like it's a you're intentionally misleading. I keep feeling like sometimes you loan money to people when you're when you're just a good person. That maybe you shouldn't have loaned it. And if it falls through, you still as a as an institution, that's a loss on the books. You can only hold so many losses trying to be good to people before you run out of money. And I right. keep feeling like that's what I mean. It's it's not I in no way, and if it came across that way, I know I meant in any kind of like trying to scam people or try to fool people. I feel like they they really are trying to keep their heads above water. But maybe the reason they're always in that position is maybe they take more risks because they're they're more kind-hearted than other people.
0: They're right. not Potter, right? Okay, that, that that's fair. Uh, and then George uh, just starts hustling everybody in, and he Jimmy Stewart does a great move here by jumping over the the counter. You know, this is this is like a Fonzie type of move. <laughs> we we have Uncle Billy that is gesturing for him to come over, and so you know George George looks around, telling everyone to come in, make themselves known basically. You know, he says, uh, uh, why don't you all sit down? There's a lot of seats over there. Just make yourselves at home. And then we, you know, we see that, that he, you know, makes a quick jump over the, the counter. Nice, uh, nicely done. And we actually mm-hmm. get to see some really cool things as he's walking towards Uncle Billy. Did, did you notice anything interesting on the, the desks right around there? Well, there's t- tons of stuff. Well, the first thing that I'm, I'm I've drawn to is uh,
1: Matilda Bailey's name tag or her little tent t- name tent card. Who's Matilda? And it looks like a. Do you know someone named different...
0: Matilda? Well, no. Wait, her name is Tilly. So I I never thought until I saw this Tilly. that Matilda is short for Tilly. Oh, sorry, that Tilly is short for Matilda. Tilly is short for Matilda. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mix that up there.
1: Yeah. But I noticed. remember my dad and. You know, anybody who's ever been in business, I remember having, I, I don't know what you would have called it, like a stamp tree, but it looks like we have all the different kind of stamps you might use on different forms and they're all kind of clipped. And that's what it looks like. It may not be, but from my screen right behind her nameplate, it looks like you have all the different things. Like it might be like in process or approved or that's disapproved, right. mm-hmm. whatever.
0: And you could probably like spin so it around. All these, usually something that you can swivel around yeah. in order to, to yeah, yeah. Exactly. Mm hmm. Yeah, that that's actually very cool that it has there also. And also, you see on on the desk itself, there's like seven pictures. I have absolutely no idea who any of those people are. Looks <laughs> like all dudes. Exactly, and it just makes you wonder. You know, what are they keeping? What are they keeping tabs of? We we don't see a picture of George there, or or his father, or Uncle Billy. You know, it's not like it's something that's for work. So it's just it, it's right. very strange. Again, there's there's no way of us ever knowing who those people are.
1: It's, it's it's a collection of headshots of all the people that helped
0: finance the movie. Could be? We'll give you a cameo. I did notice. <laughs> we'll give you a cameo. Just give us give us a million dollars. Here. There's your cameo. I I
1: did notice the real old-fashioned hand pull adding machine yes. uh, in the
0: background there. Mhm. That's right. Did you notice the newspaper that that's sitting on on the the desk? Uh
1: I see it now, but I can't
0: send it. Something Wait, I state I can't read it. It says Senate defeats, and you can't tell what it says. Maybe it says bomb. I don't really know. It's very strange. <laughs> Again, this is <laughs> 1933, so I don't know what the Senate is gonna, you know, is gonna be defeating back then. That's so cool. And in the the back, you can see that there's a uh, a sign or a poster for, that says Aladdin on it behind a fire extinguisher. Oh, okay, I see it. Yeah, so you can see see, it. I see it it a lot. Yeah, which I find to be really interesting, the whole idea that, you know, I guess you're just wishing for a, uh, you know, a genie to help him, uh, you know, solve all his problems, which he's going to be getting an angel.
1: That's a. Yeah. Wow. All right. All right. I didn't notice that until just now, uh, pausing it.
0: Yeah. Exactly. You know, I mean, the the story of Aladdin goes really far back. It's, uh, you know, mostly known from the uh, collection of A Thousand and One Nights, even though it wasn't part of the original text. It was added afterwards. It was, uh, you know, one of the Alibaba stories. Mm Alibaba. Stuff like that. Alibaba. Yeah. But again, anyone who knows Disney knows the the story of Aladdin. (laughs) But again, I just thought it was a nice connection. I, I mean, it could be that it's just you know, it's just randomly there. There's, you know, there's no way of knowing for sure, but uh, it's just very, very interesting that that it's sitting there on on the on the wall behind them. You know, as uh, George is dealing mm-hmm. with this, um, and we also see a, uh, a fan. You know, there's there's a uh, wall fan over there. Um, yep. How how far back do you think the idea of, of fans go? <laughs>
1: Well, they go all the way back to where you would hire slaves to hold or, or servants to hold palm fronds and wave them onto royalty. So right. I was referring, referring to the electric
0: all... <laughs> How about the electric fan? How far back do you think that goes?
1: Um, electric. We gotta, you gotta have to have electricity. So it's got to be early, early 1900s.
0: Um, it's actually the late 1800s. It's 1882. Late. It was uh, it was invented by a man named uh, Philip Dial. Diehl. Um, he created a motor and was and was uh, you know he he created also the the use of of uh, um, uh, the, the use of uh, electronic sewing machines at the same time. And what he did was he used the same motor and decided to adapt it to try and use it for a fan, and it actually worked. <laughs> That's so wild. Yeah, no, it's amazing I'm thinking about it. How far back these, uh, you know, the idea of a of a ceiling fan goes. You know, obviously it was before yeah. air conditioning. Air conditioning uh, is is much later. Uh, I think the air conditioning was only in the early 1900s. But uh, but still, the idea of having a, you know, not having to have someone stand there uh, fanning you, I guess, really helps. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it reminds oh, me, you know, when, that, rem- when
1: that whole owning. With the whole idea of owning somebody else to do menial labor kind of went out of vogue. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You <laughs> can't really have that. Right. It reminds me of Bridge on the River
0: Choir, where they have somebody, you know, even though that takes place here in World War II, they have someone standing there, you know, uh, pulling a cord in order to uh, yep. fan, you know. So, yeah, I thought that's uh... – now, I mean, you see that George himself is very calm here as he's trying to calm everyone else down. You know, and mm-hmm. then he he ends up walking over to, to to Uncle Billy, and they enter the office, and they close the door. And you can actually even see what time it is. Could you tell what time it was? Almost 3 o'clock. That's right. It's uh, 10 minutes to 3. And
1: uh, Oh, and by the way, just before we, we're looking at details, I, it's so weird to think of it as having a specific bank you would go to to get a home loan versus like a regular bank today that does mortgages. But on the one wall that's leading into the management, you see, like, own your own home, like the the big
0: mural. You want you, too, can be a homeowner one day, you know? No, but that's connected here. That's what the whole idea of the building loan is. Exactly. Which
1: I think is just wild because. In terms of a of a business entity in time, well, I need to go get a home loan. I'm going to go down to the home loan bank versus just the bank. Right.
0: No, because this isn't this isn't a, a a home loan bank. This is a you know the building and, and loan where basically you know you put down a certain number of money every month, you know, in order to 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 own your own home. So, right, you know, maybe maybe back then it was something that was separate. Maybe it wasn't something that the bank dealt with. Could be. Well-
1: Either, it's just weird because now – and it could be that these services started to just get rolled up under banking in general. But obviously we saw a picture of the bank, right? which is separate from this company that deals in giving people loans for buildings, for building – it's a building and loan. Right. And to think of it as a separate entity from the bank, you just kind of assume it – well, and it's similar, but obviously in this time, that's the that's the niche market they're in. That's all they do is building and loans. That's right.
0: That's right. And. At, so again, it tells us okay, it's right now ten to three, which means it's relatively late in the day. I mean, the fact that the bank is having a run at you know two thirty, three o'clock in the afternoon is is already pretty interesting. You know, you'd think that it either happened at the beginning of the day, uh, or I don't know. Uh, again, we don't really know how well, the bank run some, works. Right, <laughs> some news broke somewhere.
1: Maybe it was the, maybe it was the 12 o'clock news and everybody's just now getting to the bank.
0: Could be, could be everyone who wasn't at uh, George and Mary's wedding, like, like Uncle Bailey. Right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So they, (laughs) (laughs) it's really weird. The number of people that supposedly are close to George Bailey that weren't at his wedding. (laughs) I know we talked about it earlier, but
0: I mean, it's just weird. Uh, I, I I don't know how to answer that. It, it, they needed it for the plot. That's what it comes down to. Right, exactly. Well, it's it's got to work for the story. That's right. That's right. And then, he, so, when they go inside, George's first question was, "Is why didn't you call me? Hello, you were at your wedding. <laughs> they didn't right. have cell phones. Where's he going to call them? He's saying, "George, get over here real quickly. I know you're in the middle of your wedding, but..." Uh, and then his response was, "I just did, but they said you left. So who did he speak to?" <laughs> Hello, I called is, the wedding is the venue. <laughs> is this the chaplain? Is George still there? <laughs> I need the doctor. <laughs> yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you you can't. Br- Sometimes when you slow a movie down, you go, "Okay, I don't want to see a flaw." That's
0: right. I don't, don't want to see a flaw. Like <laughs> That's right. And then uh, Billy says to him, "This is a pickle, George. This is a pickle, George." All right, now what happened? How did it start? How does a thing like this ever start? All I know is the bank called our loan. When about an hour ago. So mm-hmm. again, you know, it it goes to show that that uh, it's been. He had to give them all the money an hour ago, and he says, I handed over all our cash, all of it, every cent of it, and still it was less than we owe them. Holy mackerel. And then I got scared, George, and closed the doors. So, again, you know, it's it's very interesting. Does, does, does it really work that way? Can a bank call someone up? Maybe nowadays it can't. But can a bank call someone up and say I want the money now? I don't, That's a good I question. don't think I there's a clause. I mean, I'm assuming they don't have a clause. Because you, you can't call the bank and say, Okay, you know, I you, know, you can't do the opposite either. You know, there's there's a reason why they have it's, those fifty page uh you know instruction that you have to sign off on. And it doesn't say in there the bank can call you and say, I want my money in five minutes.
1: No, and we'd have to look at what were the terms and conditions of a typical bank to bank, because that's obviously what they're talking about here is a business to business loan versus a business to consumer. But I wouldn't be surprised if the reason we have those terms and conditions today is if they didn't exist mm, before. Okay. Because obviously, obviously, like today, you might have something that says, if you don't agree, okay, if if one of the conditions is you agree for us giving you this loan, you will make a monthly payment of X by this date, then you then you can continue to make payments, but they may have a clause that says, if you skip too long, we can demand full payment or we'll claim the asset that you use this loan on. Right. You know, it just, that's why you're supposed to read that legal language. Right. You know, because the, depending on the, the, the conditions, it's literally, it's to the terms and conditions of your agreement. Uh, something I used to actually write, I used to write a lot of intellectual property agreements back in the, a long time ago when I was with IBM and learned a whole lot about understanding your termination clauses and, You know, what you can do and who owns what, who retains what. Um, I remember I drove my my lawyer when I closed on my first house bananas because I literally read every piece (laughs) piece of paper.
0: (laughs) No, don't worry about that. No one ever does that. No, but it's written here. (laughs) Nobody ever
1: reads. I'm like, well, I I just I'm in this business. I'm reading everything. Um, And ironically, uh, I will tell you that uh, a friend of mine um, got himself in trouble because he went in with another couple. They were in transition between houses. They sold their house a lot faster than they thought they were going to be able to buy another. Or They thought they were going to have more time to, to buy the house that they were looking at, but their house sold so fast. They were like, well, we can't say no because we haven't found a house. We'll rent a house. We'll go in with another couple. We only need it for six months, but we're all going to be on the lease together to get this rental. And then when we move in six months, well, they'll still be there for the rest of the year. Come to find out after they moved out after six months, the, the, the other couple wasn't making oh, wow. payments. And so they were coming after you know, a friend of mine. And, I, and he was like, well, I was already out and I made all the payments. I'm like, yeah, but what did the terms that's and right. conditions say? He was, what do you mean? I, I was paying everything. I'm like, I don't care if you were paying everything. If you're on that lease and your friends aren't paying, you're still obligated. They right. can still come after you because that's what the terms of the of the loan were, the term, terms of the lease. Wow. Okay, yeah. <laughs> So that's why those things are really important to read.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you have to. It's more than just reading them because you have to actually understand them. <laughs> you do have to understand
1: them. So I don't. Full circle. I don't know how a business to business loan works, but is there was there a clause that says, you know, and and maybe just everybody assumes well we would never call this in, but did did the big bank have a a clause that says. If for any reason we need to terminate the conditions of the loan, we can do so with right. a 24-hour call. Well, you 24 we 24 hours. So they called him and he needed to notice. give it within an hour. Well, yeah. Well, in the terms of writing the script, I'm assuming that's for, for, for the drama, but it's possible. It, it, I don't know what they would have had them, but it is I, – I could very well see where if a big bank ha- could have a clause in that it says, hey, we, we reserve the right to call this loan in right. full at any mm-hmm. time. It's possible. You have to decide as a smaller institution that needs that loan for whatever you're doing, you have to decide, right. is that risk worth it? That's right.
0: And I mean, it's, it's very interesting that people are already there. You know, they, you know, he said that, 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 that I got scared, you know, but apparently so did everyone else in, in Bedford Falls. Cause you know, within an hour that the bank has called in their loan, You know, you have all these people standing outside the the building and loan and they want their money already.
1: Yeah. And that's the other thing I don't understand about the difference between the bank and then the building and loan, I guess, you know, kind of doing similar things. If they're not a bank bank, are people coming to them saying, I no longer want to have my construction loan. I no longer want to have my home. Like there, I didn't think of them as a savings. They're not a savings and loan. Where's. Like, I guess I'm trying to figure out if there's a run on the bank, why are people running to George
0: Bailey's company to ask because for some money? It's, it's people that have been putting, you know, uh, they've they've been putting money into the building and loan and they get uh, interest back from it. You know, it's like, OK, here's one hundred dollars that I'm going to put into the building and loan. The building and loan can then go and use it. And then after X amount of time, the building and loan will return that hundred dollars with interest. So it was a way of people making money, right? So that's why all these people have put the money in there.
1: No, I, I get that. I mean, the way this the way this office is set up, it doesn't look like there's a
0: safe or a vault or oh, place there where is, it there is, pens- there's, a, there's a huge, there's there's a walk in vault that yeah, not not, not not in Uncle Billy's room. It's it's behind it's behind Tilly's desk. We've seen him go in there.
1: Oh, oh, okay. Just I'm sorry because the way my head thinks, I'm looking at this is almost like it's a managerial office it doesn't feel like like it's the same thing as the bank it feels like it's a if it's a different institution right. so okay that makes more right. sense so they think well we we put our money in the building and loan versus just a savings account maybe it's because that gives you a higher interest right. i don't i don't know and now because if there's a run on the bank we're worried that if there's a run on the bank there may be a run on the
0: savings and loan so
1: we want to get our money out right so they're panic exactly that, that's what
0: it comes down to Whatever, okay. we'll get more into that next week. Uh, you know, talking about what what specifically everyone's going to be asking for and stuff like that. But uh, did did you? So looking around the room here, there's also some interesting things that you have in here. First of all, there's a picture on the wall of someone who I have no idea who it is because it's not it. It's not Peter Bailey, you know, because in in George's office there's there's a picture of Peter Bailey, but here maybe this is uh, Father Bailey. You know, maybe it's. Uh, you know Peter and and Billy's father that you'd have a picture of there. You know don't don't recognize who that is. Otherwise, there's also like a the cup that George won back with Mary when they were doing the dancing. So it looks like that's what's here also standing on a on a file cabinet. It's called a loving cup. A loving cup. Okay. <laughs> so yes, it, they have they they won a loving cup and that's what this looks like. And the idea of a loving cup. Which which we talked about back then is the idea that it has two handles so that lovers can drink it at the same time.
1: Oh, yes. Okay, I have to try that out with my wife sometime. Hey, babe, want to try this out? It's called a the loving. There you go. And she's gonna be like, "Yeah, you can have it. You
0: you can hold on to both sides by yourself. <laughs> you can you can tell her that it's that is something like, you yeah. learned about in in you know while uh, you know podcasting. <laughs>
1: Is like, well, honey, I'm kind of already there. That's the whole point.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yes, it's, it's a trophy or a loving cup or whatever it is. Again, why is it in Billy's office? I don't know. <laughs> we also see under the clock, there's like a picture of a whole group of people. We, we can't see who's in them. But it, it, you know, it, it tells us a lot about a character if you see how they decorate their office.
1: Well, I think there's a lot uh, to show that they care about their family, their friends, their relationships. Obviously, between portraits, uh, gatherings. uh, On on Billy's desk, there's obviously what looks like a picture of, uh, I would imagine his wife, maybe another version of his wife in the picture frame. So, and we saw the pictures as we came across in the middle. Whoever's got the, (laughs) whatever the admins were, have all the men's pictures around their heads. It it probably was
0: Tilly's. Not useless. Eustace must be on the other side, (laughs) (laughs) but it
1: does give you the sense that they care, or at least when we're slowing it down and looking at that kind of detail, the set dressing. I mean, I would, I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. It's very familial. It's very community oriented, family oriented group. It's, it's, it's not pictures of birds and skylines. It's people and the people that you know.
0: They're in the people business. That's right. The phone rings. And Uncle Billy uh, answers it. And right before he answers it, uh, we hear George say, the whole town is going crazy. <laughs> and then Billy says, hello. Mm-hmm. And then he turns to him and goes, George, it's Potter. And he hands the phone to George and George goes, hello. And then we, we get a shot of Potter, you know, in, in his uh, fake wheelchair saying, George. There's a rumor around town <laughs> that you've closed your doors. Is that true? <laughs> mm. So, oh, so smart. Word word gets around town really quickly here. <laughs> There's no question about it. Like, oh, how did yeah. Potter know?
1: One, how does uh, Potter
0: know that George got got back? I'm assuming Potter knows it was George's wedding that day. How does he know that George is at the building alone already at this point? I because potter probably has very good good, uh intelligence he probably knows he probably has a good
1: yeah he's got an information network but still that's that oh like when he says that and he says it like he's trying to sound kind and caring and you know he is so full of yes not not kind of caring (laughs) exactly and it's oh but he does so Lionel Barrymore, obviously very good actor, but to he just conveys that so well here. You just even if this is the first I, w- I would argue if you were to just show this clip, never having seen the movie at all, show it to 100 people. And then you ask him, say, do you think he has good or bad intentions? I think everyone would be like, oh, he's definitely twisting the knife. This is not he doesn't. Care. He's not he doesn't have any real care for what's going on he's not calling because he's concerned
0: that's right no for sure and and i love that we see that there are two other people in the room with him okay one of them is the goon that we talked about earlier that is always standing behind him and then there's a guy in front of him who tomorrow we'll find out who it is uh, in passing because they don't they don't specifically say who this man is but we see that he is sweating and he's dabbing his forehead you know Mm -hmm. And his neck, you know, he's, he's concerned about something. What he's concerned about. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see.
1: Look. Okay. So I, I don't know how you play normally to the crowd for the minute by minute, even though I've done enough of these with you, but my impression, if I don't know anything about this movie, and I only know up to this very moment, the very thing I see in this, in this frame about obviously super upper class, rich elite he's got a person behind him dressed like a butler he's got a person in front of him all in a suit i mean opulence the very first thing i'm thinking is when he's asking this question is did potter engineer the run to be able to go after the small savings and loans did he do this on (laughs)
0: purpose yes
1: that's the first thing i think of.
0: and that is a great question we will never know the the answer to it but but my my impression is is that yes he was able to, 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 to figure these things. That, that's what he's doing. This is Biff Tanning. Come on. He's going to do what he can.
1: Yeah. I, and I almost wonder, because I really, I truly believe that he or people he knows that he called in favors. It's almost, I, I truly believe not only did he engineer it, but he also helped. He was a little network of people. That's what got the word out. And now if you want to go one layer deeper, he knew of George Bailey's wedding and chose to create the run on the very day he's That's getting right. married.
0: If he was smart, he would have waited to the following day when George was away. But, yeah, he didn't, he didn't think it that far through.
1: Well, either way, you're ruining someone's honeymoon. But are you going to ruin it before they even leave or when you have them call them back? Yeah, I just when you think about it, because they well, I'll just say this. I believe that. It feels like that. The tone, everything about him screams that just makes me hate this guy all the more while he's smiling on the phone talking to George
0: Bailey. I I completely agree with you on that. There's no question about it. He's done really well. All right. So every Thursday we have a segment called Jimmy Stewart Thursday, where my guests will give their top five. Jimmy Stewart performances. So why don't you start with your number five and work your way up? Number five, Macaulay Connor in
1: the Philadelphia story. You know you got to be doing a pretty good job. If you can uh you, you can hold your own with with not only Katherine Hepburn, but uh Carrie Grant yes, as well. Definitely. Nice little triangle, nice little rom-com. Not exactly a lot of acting depth, but bang, 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 a lot well, of Well, this is
0: the only movie that he won an an, an Oscar for? for for best best actor. So that already says something.
1: Yeah. Um Number four is the movie we're watching right now. George Bailey in It's a Wonderful Life. I, I, nothing wrong with this. I know a lot of people may put this as one or two. I've got a different set of criteria. I'm going to go number four on that. Number three is going to be L.B. Jeffries. And I purposely made the comment earlier or about looking out the rear window. L.B. Jeffries from Rear Window. Number three. Number two and number one. I could argue can swap either one. They're so close. And part of it is because of my love of politics, but I relegated it to number two, Jefferson Smith in Mr. Smith goes to Washington. But I figure I, I, I wanted to eke out this role more than the others, because Jimmy Stewart almost always is such a good guy, plays a good guy, plays a straight laced guy, a likable guy, but to have some darkness and to have some depth and to have that Hitchcockian twist, john scotty ferguson in vertigo all right that is
0: a great list
1: thank you very much for that list do you want to once again tell people where they can find alan sanders just google the alan sanders show and i i'm there as i've got the facebook i've got twitter i've got or x i've got instagram getter Truth social but i've got my podcast it's all branded as the alan sanders show more of a political talk show so if you want to know what's going on news of the day that's a fun one to listen to, but it could also get your skin maybe all riled up. So if you want, <laughs> you don't want to talk about what's going on in news. This is necessarily going to be the show for you.
0: All right. Great. And while you're doing that, you go right over your subscribe. My podcast you might be using to listen to the show. Finding me is very simple. Just do a quick search for Move Your Minute. You can find me on my website, moviearoundminute.com. You can find me on Facebook, and you can find me on Twitter. So until tomorrow, hot dog. Hot dog I love you truly, truly, dear Life with its sorrow, life with its tears